0: What's up, guys? Welcome to Good Bad Two, the sequel. This is the show where we have a good time watching bad movies. I am John are we live we are live right now well we are live the people <laughs> listening to this it won't be live by the time they listen to it
1: wait they won't be alive by the time they listen to this
0: uh, it's 2020 who the fuck
1: knows that's it's like in two days from now
0: you are Danielle.
1: yeah but hold on we're having a very um <laughs> it's, listen it's not my job this is existential
0: to, it's not my job to keep these fucking people alive
1: i'm Danielle.
0: you are daniel y'all
1: y'all stay alive so you can listen to our stuff and rate us
0: uh as we record this it is halloween
1: yeah that's right
0: by the time you hear it it will not be halloween that doesn't matter you guys wanted spooky we kept the spooky rolling and god damn it we deliver
1: it's a halloween hangover
0: oh that's a good call i know i might put that in the description you should you guys can find the podcast wherever they got podcasts there's uh apple and there's spotify and anywhere there's podcasts you can find us while you're there subscribe rate review do all of that business if you leave us an apple review uh and give us five stars i will read your review on the show i don't care what it says i don't care what it says you could write a complaint about your mother who's always nagging you it could be an ad it could be an ad for your for your company or the or the the glove that you made that stops ice cream from dripping down your arm i don't care what you write in there
1: Wait, are you trying to pitch that ice cream glove idea again? (laughs) You're trying to act like it's someone else's idea when it's really yours.
0: Um, And... You guys can follow us on social media, on Instagram, at The Good Bad Show, where we vote for the movies that end up getting talked about by these two Cheecharoos.
1: Well, you vote for those movies, listeners.
0: Yeah, you vote.
1: You make it happen.
0: We, You force us to talk about these things. Uh, what you done voted for this time around was... Maximum Overdrive by a wide na- margin from 1986, which absolutely crushed Sleepwalkers to two, two Stephen King movies.
1: Actually, not disappointing. I really wanted to do Sleepwalkers because it was the movie that inspired us to do this podcast. But if you're looking at Sleepwalkers versus Maximum Overdrive, and you've seen Maximum Overdrive, you're probably going to vote for Maximum Overdrive
0: i think maximum overdrive has more exposure to the people i think more because it was on cable all the goddamn time when i was a kid why it was probably cheap i don't know probably but i think sleepwalkers was on like hbo so Mm. uh i think it's just a difference in how many people have seen them honestly adults
1: and naughty kids only sleepwalkers
0: is going to be up for the vote next week i implore you the folks to go check it out uh to to inform your next vote because i swear on everything that is holy that (laughs) sleepwalkers is so good for this show
1: (laughs) (laughs) it is unholy (laughs) so good for this show that was a movie we watched and we didn't know what we were watching because a friend wanted to put it on and he was super excited about it and so we just thought it is uh, we had no idea and we we're shooting each other the weirdest most uncomfortable <laughs> looks throughout the entire movie like he wanted to watch this movie okay and underst- now I get it
0: you didn't understand what good bad was all about at the time well
1: I knew what it was I didn't understand the two of y'all's obsession with it like and, how
0: good it could be
1: yeah like I was I was looking at this movie as like why would you ever purposely watch this film instead of deriving pleasure out of its badness? Yeah. (laughs) So, no, I get it, and that's why we're doing Maximum Overdrive today.
0: Yeah, yeah, we are doing Maximum Overdrive today, which is not a step down from Sleepwalkers (laughs) at all. Uh, We watched this movie last night, and it is absolutely fucking bananas bananas what so i had asked you before what you thought it might be about
1: uh-huh.
0: do you remember what your answer was
1: um something about um, sentient trucks or trucks who attack
0: you basically nailed it based off <laughs> of the poster <laughs> And, and Wait, that's it
1: didn't we discuss it in last week's podcast
0: no you wanted to do sleepwalkers
1: i but okay
0: and we've never discussed it
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never right, discussed well, it i'm getting really good at the good bad show then because
0: <laughs> you, you <laughs> just out of the thin blue fucking air came up with the exact synopsis <laughs> based on nothing
1: <laughs> yeah but i didn't get i didn't get the rogue vending machine shooting soda cans at 100 miles an hour at that guy's testicles <laughs> i didn't get the steamroller going over a team of little league players (laughs) exploding their skulls (laughs) i didn't get the missile launchers at the bottom of the dixie boy (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah yeah there's a lot of bat shit that you didn't get but this
1: movie is bat shit this movie doesn't have bat shit this movie helps define bat shit
0: okay well So normally what we would do for you guys is uh, we're going to break down the plot. We're definitely going to do that. We're going to go through it beat by beat. Uh, And then what we would normally do is give you some trivia. We're going to just drop in the trivia as it comes up on this one because the trivia of this episode is is crazier than the movie itself. (laughs) I love it. By leaps and bounds. Then we're going to give you guys our awards for Maximum Overdrive, which are our bold statement, our worst line, our best line. Our worst line, what? No, <laughs> you'd think I'd know how to do this by now.
1: You need more coffee. <laughs> line. Stop <start> drinking. Bang. <laughs> line.
0: Bold statement, worst line, best line, cooked out of his
1: mind, <laughs> worst
0: performance, MVP, unredeemable moment, favorite part, better title, and then if it's good, bad, or just bad. If you're new to the show, I don't always suck Can like this. Just half the time,
1: nude to the show.
0: If you're nude to the show,
1: then welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: okay, let's start from the top. This is a Stephen King movie. This is the only fully. Stephen King movie meaning written directed and produced. Produced? The uh, partial producer executive producer. I mean he's Stephen King, so it's a Stephen King movie.
1: Written and directed for show. Yeah,
0: but he's got full carte blanche creativity in this. Yeah. Because he directed it. Yeah. Let's just get it out of the way. He has stated himself that he was so quote coked out of his mind that he does not recall making this movie Uh (laughs) so it's it's evident it's on the screen Uh (laughs) the money snorted is on screen
1: um do you want to know another trivia that makes that even more interesting which is your thing is also interesting but the entire the entire crew was hired by dino de Laurentiis, and they're all italian And there was a very bad language barrier between them so stephen king would tell the translator what he wanted the crew to do the crew the translator would tell the crew the crew would discuss it amongst themselves in italian and then they would tell the translator who would then tell stephen king what they said and this would go back and forth and on and on until an approximation of whatever stephen king wanted happened keep in mind this is with a bunch of driverless Giant (laughs) machines crashing into buildings, crashing over things, like steamrolling stuff, bulldozing stuff with a massive language barrier and somebody lost an eye
0: sounds like somebody might get hurt we'll
1: we'll go over that later <laughs> it's all fun and games until someone loses an eye <laughs> so he's coked out of his mind and nobody on the crew speaks the same language as the director what could go wrong
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so we start off with a with a uh i don't like a title treatment like a a, a description of what's going on what do you call that yeah it was
1: just a a prologue yeah a a written
0: prologue which is insane (laughs) and insanely specific
1: it's a word problem
0: it it, it is a sat word problem (laughs) that is talking about a comet called Rhea m and how the earth is in its (laughs) tail at the moment and that it's going to last eight days 11 minutes and 34 seconds specifically yeah but who cares and then that is that's it end of explanation,, yep. and they drop you immediately into the bullshit. The bullshit starts from second one of this movie, so funny.
1: and never relents.
0: <laughs> never relents
1: it just it just launches hard bat shit (laughs) and stephen king
0: is a cameo in most of his movies and the one that he's directing is no different he's the very first person you see on screen Yep. (laughs) and he's just a guy going to the fuck you bank of america
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so the bank of america's uh the um i can't think of the word i haven't had enough coffee the scroll sign yeah their, like letterboard out yeah front, the like the marquee one. or whatever yeah. yeah i don't know i'll get there is
0: just blinking fuck you <laughs> and then he goes to the atm and it's just saying you're an asshole mm-hmm. i thought we were gonna get an 11 minute superman 3 rube goldberg machine beginning of this movie <laughs> with with cocaine and stephen king that would have been that i could have died happy if that happened oh
1: man those so, two movies have a lot of com- uncommon so
0: so in this moment the the machines quote when i say machines almost maybe half of the things are actual <laughs> machines but it it is um it speaks english because it uh-huh. types out fuck you and asshole and it's like rude mm-hmm. and and comical
1: mm, yeah it's it's definitely having a jelly
0: yeah, that's the last time that that is the tone. That's, right. that's the only time that the tone is that specific brand. Yeah,
1: yeah that was just so weird. Because <laughs> it
0: went from, ha-ha, you're an asshole, to murder.
1: <laughs> right. Um. So <laughs> keep in murder. mind, Stephen King had a lot of clout by this time. Because movies such as Carrie.
0: He had the most
1: clout. And Cujo. Yeah. And The Shining. And yeah. all these other things had already come out. So, like you said, carte blanche and money from Dino... This is what you get. <laughs> this is what you're gonna kick the movie off with.
0: Yeah, you give a fucking cokehead money and say, "Go do what you want to do." <laughs> on, and and by the way, this movie is based on an 11 page short story that mm-hmm. he had written like 10 years previous. Yeah, not
1: this enough. full
0: length film yeah. is based on 11 pages. This is worse than the Cat in the Hat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe the print was really small. Maybe <laughs> <So, laughs> they were giant pages. Maybe it was Bible print.
0: So then it's the credits, which is just traffic. Right. It, it's just it's just cars in traffic and trucks driving by and people sitting. But it's, but it's to the tune of ACDC, which yeah. is, has done the music and the whole soundtrack for this movie. And this is something that will come up about a dozen times in the movie, where what you're looking at is straight up boring and it is to the tune of acdc just fucking rocking <laughs> out the two do not marry they yeah. have nothing to do with one another what you're hearing and what you're seeing so many times in this movie I still liked it. it for the
1: sake of good bads i liked it it,
0: it adds a good bad sauce all over oh, it yeah. for sure but as far as if you were trying to make a good movie no do you think that <laughs> doesn't next- work
1: do you think that next month when we finally make a million dollars from this podcast in revenue that we'll start a summer drive-in series of just our good bads? Uh, it be fun? yes.
0: Yeah. Step 1, we need the people's to leave five-star reviews that I will read out aloud on the show. <laughs> Step 2, make a million dollars. Step 3, good bad 2 the sequel festival. Yep where we bring stephen king and acdc and ed wood yeah and
1: um, <laughs> the corpse of and, <laughs> <yeah. laughs>
0: and show Nuff and everybody
1: oh man yeah we can have the glow
0: well we need as an artist to draw us surrounded by our friends from these movies our friends <laughs> that's what we need um okay so then then we get our very first scene of the machines fighting back not like terminator but and this is shown in a drawbridge i liked this scene which has gone up all by itself because the bridge operators are sitting there playing rummy
1: i guess well i mean they couldn't have stopped it anyway could they have
0: no and uh so whenever whenever we have a scene in a movie where like there's, like, a, a chase or something like that, and there's always going to be two things that I jokingly reference, which is, one, an oversized pane of glass.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And what's the second one?
1: <laughs> um, a
0: dope? Uh, nope, cart full of watermelons.
1: Cart full of watermelons. <laughs> it's always
0: cart full of watermelons, and on this drawbridge, you have a truck full of watermelons. Full of- Full out, because
1: watermelons are the most gory fruits. They're the most comical and
0: gory fruit, and you can have a million of them. Yeah. And they they, get, they imply, like, the human head. Yeah. So they're smashing all over the place, and there's trucks flipping over. ACDC is giving you a... Uh, a jovial good time yeah. <laughs> through this whole thing there's like a lady that goes through the windshield and uh and hit, meanwhile one of the operators of the drawbridge is just reprimanding the other one for not taking this seriously enough
1: yeah. <laughs> this this scene lasts for a really long oh it goes time. on
0: forever
1: but th- it gets like it's pretty intense actually it's not i mean because this is back in an era where there were practical effects so if they're going to spend money on doing something, then they're going to show it to you. They're going to show all of it to you. Mom, look at my necklace that I made. Look at it. Yeah. It's amazing. Look yeah. at it. Mom, <laughs> look. OK, now I want to watch you eat it. Eat it, mom. Mom. And that's, this thing goes on for so long. And people are getting thrown out of their cars. And they're sliding out through the gaps in the bridge. And there's trucks falling out. And there's watermelons everywhere. It was great. Yeah. I liked it.
0: So so then we go to the Dixie Boy uh truck stop mm-hmm. which is where where essentially this entire movie takes place. This movie is 1 degree above a play. A play? Me- yeah, meaning that it takes place in one location, yeah. right? You could make this a play sure. and have cardboard cutouts of trucks with people carrying them around in a circle.
1: Man, yeah, it's so good we don't have kids. Can um, we be down to PTA?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and the, and then we meet the main character of the movie, not Emilio Estevez, the Green Goblin truck, Yep. Uh, which is driven by one of, one of my favorite Hey, It's That guys, Frankie Faison. He was in... Um, He's in, he's in a million things, and he's irrelevant in this movie, but...
1: Yeah, he, like, he like one of maybe, like, five other people shows up, and you think that he's one of the main characters, and then you never see him again, or he shows up one more time at the end.
0: He, he's the landlord in Coming to America. Um, he's in um, Down to Earth and um, White Chicks. He's in, he's in a ton of stuff, but anyways...
1: I like him because he looks like my dad
0: oh okay he yeah but he's he's basically irrelevant in this movie but the truck needs to be talked about so the truck is a toy truck what is it it called like happy 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 toys happy toys and then it says here comes a load of fun yeah on the side of it the back of it is a murder clown Uh uh-huh a scary scary murder clown with prison murder teardrop tattoos yeah he had four on its face <laughs> yep. for this child's toy truck uh-huh. and the front of it is a, is a, a giant sculpture of marvel's spider-man villain the green goblin yeah
1: yeah they didn't try to dance around that at all
0: that's not a thing there aren't trucks with gigantic characters on the front of them
1: i was wondering about this because when i was like okay in that era i remember that there was just so much more superfist because there's so much more fun like people had big gaudy plastic everything everything and i had a bunch of toy cars that were like this and i seem to remember that some of that bled over into real life because you were just exposed to it so much and i wouldn't be surprised if there were maybe not to that extent but if there were trucks like this that were not like four show monster trucks. This
0: is this is Hot Wheels stuff. This isn't oh, real. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't
1: real. Oh, yeah. Also
0: also you, this movie just happens to exist in a time period where Marvel is like on the precipice of bankruptcy mm. and doesn't have the financial power to do anything about this. You can't just use one of their characters in as this prominent of a thing in your movie <laughs> just because you want you to if you're
1: coked out of your mind
0: <laughs> just because you want to i get that like you know one of the trucks has to be the main truck yeah. or whatever it has to have distinctive characteristics so it it does look cool um and it's the reason why anybody remembers this and it's yeah. on the cover but they they should have been paying marvel for the likeness of one of their characters okay
1: so two things about that one maybe marvel was so poor at the time they're like yeah you want you know, 10 bucks that's fine just you know just <laughs> put it on paper say you paid it imagine something like it. that now yeah like now logo. now
0: marvel has all the money on earth yep and they're like you get nothing yeah our money
1: isn't <laughs> backed by gold anymore it's backed by marvel it's backed studios by marvel,
0: yeah. it's <laughs> backed by captain america
1: <laughs> <laughs> but also like the, you can't you can't just have someone else's ip in your movie as the star of your movie
0: yeah why yeah it's like
1: putting yoda on their front and never mentioning (laughs) that it's yoda or star wars it's just that's the truck yeah (laughs) what
0: (laughs) yeah uh so inside of the dixie boy we start meeting a handful of characters the boss and emilio estevez and things like this and uh also there's an arcade in there mm-hmm. and the arcade has an arcade player did you recognize the man who was playing these arcade
1: games no but i read about it later oh,
0: okay this is if you don't know dear viewer dear listener viewer <laughs> can you see us
1: face for radio the guy
0: who was playing these video games is gus from breaking bad yep. um, in a very very young early role um the the guy who's outside fueling up the green goblin the gas pump turns on him. It turns bad on him, and he looks down the barrel of the gas pump. Hey,
1: never a good idea.
0: Don't do that ever. <laughs> don't never. do that because he got what he fucking deserved. Not a one time. Which is a bunch of diesel in the eyes. Yeah, and that is bad. Um, and now people think something might be up because
1: um, oh, the radio's messed up yeah the, no ra- get nothing the, the radio, radio ain't
0: acting right um we meet the cook emilio estevez who doesn't want to do shit because he's cooking eggs and he's got to talk to his boss his boss is the guy who was the commissioner in all the old school batman movies um his name is pat hingle and he plays bubba henderson hendrickson hendrickson anyways he's the boss <laughs> the whole time this movie was going on i didn't know who was named bubba
1: because he was calling everyone Bubba. i
0: knew somebody was named bubba but uh-huh. I, I kept writing down a note and at first i wrote down the note that emilio estevez was named bubba nope that was wrong that's not his name <laughs> then i wrote down that the boss's name was named bubba and i was like oh, okay yeah i get it but then he called somebody else bubba and i was like wait no then he's not bubba and then it about nine tenths of the way through the movie i realized oh he's bubba and he calls everyone else bubba that's all we know and this is north carolina north carolina (laughs) this is how north carolina operates
1: (laughs) what's funny you should mention that because one trivia is that this guy liked the area so much he ended up moving there and settling down
0: commissioner gordon did yeah wow all right (laughs)
1: yeah so he's like i like it here his character in this movie is the same kind of character who works at a, a roadside strip club and makes the girls apply by receiving blowjobs. Okay. That's the same kind of person that he is that, in this that, movie. That's
0: his, uh, his like, moral self. His accent is a lawyer. His accent is not, now listen here, we gonna talk about the goings on. You can't but... get
1: off Foghorn, Lighthorn. <laughs> <laughs> his,
0: his accent is thumbs in the suspenders lawyer. <laughs> I
1: like it. Um, basically, yeah, he tells Emilio accent.
0: Estevez who is not southern <laughs> <laughs> not at all <laughs> Emily west is not southern uh-huh. and you could tell because uh-huh. <laughs> his accent is fleeting at best <laughs> it is inconsistent yep um he tells him uh, you're a criminal and you got to work here forever or else you're going back to the clink yep basically basically this means nothing in the movie mm-hmm. is this, this this never comes back up does not matter trucks are alive it does it. The end of the world is is upon us.
1: Yeah. All we know is that there's a bunch of parolees working there. Yeah. One which, of them who's named... is
0: inconsequential.
1: Yeah, but yeah. It, so we see that he realizes that he's surrounded by parolees, but nothing ever comes out of it that mm-hmm. I could glean.
0: Yeah. yeah. Doesn't doesn't make any difference in the story in the slightest. No. Not at all. <laughs> so. Not at all. Then huh? a turkey carver,
1: <laughs> which yeah.
0: is sitting on the counter. At a truck stop diner. Uh huh. Like, what are they serving that they need a giant electric knife?
1: Ham. Ham bones. Got ham steaks for breakfast.
0: Ah, okay. Uh, and this thing comes to life and attacks the waitress's arm and cu- gives her a cut which would absolutely send you to the hospital uh-huh. for sh- stitches and staples and possibly yuck, a yuck, blood yuck. transfusion. Ew. And she yeah. is only mildly bothered by this, <laughs> and so is everyone else. <laughs> they're like oh man it came on all by itself and you're horrifically wounded wow
1: <laughs> <laughs> well something's up around here that,
0: that's not normal so
1: something rot right around here <laughs>
0: <laughs> he smashes the the carver with a with a hammer and then they're just they just go about their business
1: yeah instead of being <laughs> like hey let me pick it up by the handle and like remove the battery or unplug it he's like we go to kill it
0: <laughs> uh then we go to the little league park and this is where things get fucking awesome
1: things pick up from <laughs> the asshole bank scene <laughs> straight to the little league park There's i a- think they're happening concurrently
0: they go to the little league park the game has concluded and the coach is like so does on me because he's a- like <laughs> he's a good dude he's not as good of a dude to take them to ice cream or burgers or pizza because he ain't got that kind of money the economy in north carolina is not doing so hot in 1986
1: 80s were bad times man and
0: uh so he's gonna take them out to sodas (laughs)
1: 11
0: feet away from the field and he walks over to the soda machine and he puts in his dime and it fires a soda at his nuts.
1: <laughs> this, is, this is the Simpsons old man football, Jeff. <laughs> 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 ah, my groin. <laughs> and Did you have that thought, too? Yes. <laughs> it works on so many levels <laughs> and the kids and the kids stay standing up Why <laughs> the, the old man falls down
0: <laughs> the kids are standing behind him just so they are they are very purposefully spread out as targets as they're standing behind him, people don't stand like this, <laughs> that's not how humans group up, and he, go, he goes to his knees, and then he gets another soda to the forehead, which puts a, <laughs> like a, a uh, dent like a bloody yeah. dent in his forehead yeah. and kills him yeah and then it starts going after the kids and they turn and run away and it's just firing sodas out and hitting them in the back and knocking them over it is so funny
1: yeah but that one kid didn't quite get away because he got steamrolled <laughs> because
0: then the fucking bulldozer the steam steamroller. steamroller comes to life and flattens a
1: child yeah and it was hilarious because it was so bloody and gory okay do you want some trivia about this one okay so when the steamroller flattened the little league player the nine-year-old <laughs> and his head exploded It wasn't meant we could laugh
0: about that because it's halloween
1: (laughs) yeah Uh, well it wasn't meant to look that way stephen king's original idea was supposed to be even more batshit it was supposed to be where when the steamroller flattened the kid the camera angle would be from above and the steamroller would keep going and there would be an imprint of the kid's body that was made out of blood that would be printed over and over on the grass as a steamroller rolled away like <laughs> like a stamp <laughs> but it didn't work out and it turned out to be a lot more gory than he anticipated and he said i love it let's keep it <laughs>
0: <laughs> this dude we we've talked about in private before because i don't th- is this the first stephen king movie we've done i don't know to be honest i can't recall uh but we've we we watch a lot of stephen king's stuff because we love stephen king and we also talk about this dude has to be out of his fucking mind to conceptualize some of the shit that he's come up with
1: yeah he's seen some shit his his
0: best stuff his a plus top notch you know king no pun intended of horror imaginative stuff is batshit crazy yeah And this is the other end of that Uh spectrum plus massive amounts of booger sugar. This dude is out of his fucking mind. And I wish I could watch the making of this movie because it would be the funniest thing imaginable. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Me i, w- I want to see the conversation of him going yeah and then the you know, steamroller goes over the nine-year-old in a little league game and it leaves an imprint of him on the grass over and over and over again and they do it and it's way bloodier than he anticipated everyone's in shock and he goes
1: leave it <laughs> <laughs> let it roll <laughs> fuck it man we need to have him <laughs> on and just be like hey man Let's talk this through. You okay?
0: Everything okay, man?
1: (laughs) Well, we're glad that it's not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we go to, uh, we meet a a hitchhiker girl and the guy who has picked her up, who is a Bible salesman, we learn a little bit later Uh on. Do you recognize this fellow? Not really. This is the uh, evil record producer from The Last Dragon whoa wearing a mustache which
1: was the first movie that we did on this show
0: no it wasn't but
1: okay (laughs) what was the first movie on the show
0: mortal kombat second uh aquaman third uh it was probably like eight or nine somewhere in there Mm -hmm. yeah no it's okay it's fine you don't you don't listen to the show so um i've never been here in my
1: entire life (laughs) (laughs) i'm coked out of my mind uh
0: but yeah that that's eddie from the last dragon who is the uh, hitchhiker picker or bible <laughs> salesman uh, good. and uh and the girl is um kind of an equivalent to like know me from uh yeah, showgirls sort of. she's a switchblade hitchhiker
1: hey man you gotta protect with yourself a, with,
0: a, with a secret past
1: we got coke coming straight into miami this is the 80s man <laughs> you don't know what is happening it's like okay in my understanding as an adult now looking back on movies from the 80s it seems normal for everyone to be coked out and that's just part of being a yuppie like that's part of being under the age of 45 and over the age of 18 is that you are coked out and it's a thing and it's normal and everybody knows about it yeah it's I, amazing. Just,
0: I just absolutely make the assumption that everything from the 80s was via cocaine that's incredible was was due to cocaine um yeah so they they coincidentally arrive at the dixie boy which of course right every Uh that's that's like seems to be a magnet drawing everyone in the greater north carolina area to (laughs) it um there's a there's a scene here where where a truck uh is driving itself and like almost runs into somebody so they all run inside Mm -hmm. to 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 hide and then we go to the newlyweds Mm-hmm. which is some dude who i don't know and don't care about and don't intend to find out anything about him and yardley smith who is lisa simpson yep and this time you can see her <laughs> now we see what a yardley
1: looks like <laughs> now you can
0: see a yardley uh and they go to a gas station and there's a dead guy but that's a, that's pretty much unexplained and then a truck tries to hit curtis the boy and misses and they're like oh no this is bad we gotta we gotta get out of here uh and then they and then they go away from there <laughs> the, the truck that tried to hit him made an impact wrench noise when it started yeah it was not a truck noise It did it twice yeah cocaine baby (laughs)
1: yeah
0: so we have we have a bunch of drop-ins here we'll just kind of group them all together of the the surviving boy from the uh little league team Uh trying to figure out what the hell is going on and he's going through town and at one point the all of the sprinklers in all of the yards are behind him lined up perfectly symmetrical
1: Uh uh-huh
0: and they go they all come on by themselves Mm -hmm. and then when he turns around they go off Uh uh-huh hey sprinklers ain't a machine
1: yeah i was gonna say that Um, (laughs) they're not electric there's no electronics involved in your yard sprinkler hose attachment
0: sprinklers run off water pressure also not a machine hammocks
1: hammocks
0: (laughs) there was a hammock that was moving back and forth on its own
1: well wasn't that because the the dead guy had just left it
0: no there was not a person near it huh it was just a hammock operating itself i don't know also push lawnmower yeah push lawnmower is called a push lawnmower because it needs a push it don't drive itself if you let go of it
1: what spins what how does it spin
0: the blade spins because of the motor
1: the motor is electric
0: the wheels don't move if (laughs) if there's not a human to push it there's no power to the wheels.
1: Well, yeah, but it's got aliens. <laughs> Remember and Coke. <laughs> it's got aliens and Coke.
0: Wait, we also got a rogue ice cream truck playing King of the Road.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was interesting the my tea tastes tea.
0: That's ac- that's actually creepy. Yep. If this whole movie was nothing but one rogue ice cream truck,
1: that might be kind of creepy. That, mi-
0: that might be something.
1: Okay, so Oh, there's here- also
0: a dead dog which has a cop car toy jammed in its mouth yeah
1: it jumped right in there fuck is
0: wrong with this guy
1: i don't know (laughs) what the fuck is wrong with this guy he's just having the greatest time being drunk and so high and probably having all the money in the world and this italian crew and just like getting at it yeah (laughs) i gotta move it and make
0: yeah (laughs) absolutely fucking bananas um there's there's a, a a scene back at the gas station at the at the truck stop where uh the guy the mechanic who had gotten the diesel in the eyes yeah he's got to go out and find his son shit yep. ain't right he's got to go find his son do we know that his son is the baseball player at this point
1: um i don't think we know yet because i don't think we know that that baseball player's name i he think the name. i
0: think you're supposed to figure that out but it would not be possible to figure that out i think that they're i think that stephen king wants you to think well you know that there's a kid that's on the loose and you know that there's a guy who has a kid he can't find so surely so you do the work
1: <laughs> surely they're the same you, family
0: you figure it out uh he and he's gonna run off but then the um the uh fucking truck gets him yeah <laughs> runs him down real good
1: real good yeah it's a. Uh real gory rundowns
0: and the bible salesman is not about this shit so he goes out to give the truck a talking to and the (laughs) the goblin backs up and knocks him out of his shoes Uh sends him sailing a hilarious distance (laughs) (laughs) knocks him out of his shoes and sends him off into a ditch
1: yeah nearby ravine where they always find them everything that happens in
0: this movie is a simpsons gag it really is
1: (laughs) it really is it really is oh it's uh, unreal
0: and then all the trucks uh uh rally they they all start up and they start circling the the dixie boy trapping everyone inside they
1: got basically a wagon circle caravan going around which is hilarious (laughs) it is yeah like seven big rigs are just endlessly circling 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 the dixie rig and i'm thinking at this point can they refuel themselves are they just (laughs) gonna run down their own gas like they still need fuel to get going right so so
0: that's what you're that's what you're meant to believe right is they just have to wait it out until they run out of Mm -hmm. fuel well little do you know that they have a tiny friend with a machine gun (laughs) mounted on it (laughs) who has infinite fuel evidently (sighs) um so the the newlyweds are still out and about trying to find somewhere somewhere to go and they start getting chased by this like red this red truck yeah the the trucks are when you read about this they're just listed by color to differentiate Mm -hmm. this one is red truck (laughs) truck. so they're getting chased by a red truck and and yearly Uh. smith is supposed to be the most obnoxious annoying person in the movie, yep. and she really, really nails it. She brings it home. She really does what she's being paid to do. And when the truck rams them, at this point, she puts on her seatbelt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she puts on her seatbelt now. Well, you see, back in the 80s, seatbelts were a sign of oppression from the government. Yeah. And it's not something that you, you, you had to do. You could choose.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the boy who's driving gives him the old zigged when you should have zagged the, the juke. And <laughs> the red truck drives off an embankment. And does the classic '80s explode from underneath <laughs> yeah. for fucking no reason?
1: It's time to launch, <laughs> boys. This is
0: I, my note says Simpsons. Mm-hmm. This was an explosion for no fucking reason at all, <laughs> other than you gotta have an explosion it's time. <laughs> Uh, And then, uh, so they pull up to the, to the ring of trucks at the, at the gas station and and Curtis is like, I'm going to shoot the gap.
1: You see that gap?
0: (laughs) And for the first of a hundred times, she's like, no, you're fucking not. Uh And he's like, watch me. (laughs) They have a hilarious relationship (laughs) Yeah, they do. where she, she's playing your typical like Southern overbearing. I, I call the shots. I say how this is going to happen. I make the rules.
1: The more I yell, the more you'll listen he's
0: playing someone who can't hear her (laughs) he's playing a deaf person he's over it (laughs) he's like watch me so he tries to get through the gap he misses the truck hits him they flip violently yes the car goes sailing through the air in something that should have caused an explosion and didn't
1: and death too like imminent death like next broken death (laughs) but what it does cause is for her
0: to be very inconvenienced
1: (laughs) she's like get me out of here i'm all scrunched up (laughs) seatbelt didn't work but my favorite part about this was that the car flips and all the trucks celebrate by honking (laughs) like they're all clapping while the wife yaps
0: (laughs) and and bubba the boss has seen (laughs)
1: Enough. <laughs> take this into my own hands
0: <laughs> and he shows up like rambo with a fucking grenade launcher there's a grenade
1: launcher in this movie now and he blows up one of the trucks hey that's at this point the movie had a fork in the road <laughs> the movie had a fork in the road you've got seven trucks and you probably got six more grenades <laughs> go well, get that thing loaded up and just take care of the trucks or
0: don't i took a note here this is a minute 44 of this movie
1: a minute an Look, hour this is
0: minute 44 Oh, this is
1: minute 44
0: and then he decides <sighs> well i have a fucking armory underneath my goddamn gas station yep. maybe i should go get one of my many many grenade launchers out of anger he does this at no point in the very beginning when the trucks started circling all on their driverless
1: own driverless trucks driverless
0: trucks did he think hey some of my many many grenade launchers might help this situation what if
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah but he's the kind of guy who didn't want these parole boys to know about <laughs> yeah. the all of the, the the military arsenal the magazine that he what did he say I got it in my christmas stock in one year <laughs> somehow came about
0: <laughs> um and now we got we have to slow things down now right a good uh-huh. filmmaker understands you got to have highs and you got to have lows you got to have, have
1: fasts you yeah. got to have slows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can't just be balls to the wall acdc action all the fucking time you got to bring things down and when you do that you have to have romance yeah, okay. right steamy steamy romance between emilio estevez and hitchhiker girl who have the chemistry of stuff with bad chemistry. <laughs> she they're both horrible two, actors.
1: Two inert objects, they have the chemistry of salt and sawdust. <laughs> <laughs> they,
0: they are both horrible actors. I don't know who she is, and Emilio Estevez would grow into a acceptable actor, but at this point in his first starring role. This was his first starring role? I believe so i wouldn't doubt it one of them (laughs) one of them absolute trash and she's they're like doing the like cliche staring out the window and she goes i'm scared and he goes if i put my arm around you would you stick me with that thing (laughs) and then she explains that a straight razor doesn't stick it slices Mm -hmm. and then they embrace
1: (laughs) this was so this was such a bad scene because somewhere in that scene she breaks down in tears question mark she
0: tried to and failed so and it was bad. left in the movie she you could see her forcefully
1: trying to make tears happen i don't think they knew the cameras were rolling i thought they were practicing oh god
0: it's unbearable (laughs) luckily it's brief but it is unbearable (laughs) so then the next thing that happens is emilio leaves this tender embrace and goes to drain his lizard (laughs) and there's a one of the employees there taking a shit in the stall yep and then he just starts talking to the guy about he wants to know about this grenade launcher business first of all rule number one that i live by do not talk to people in the bathroom Under any circumstances, even these
1: circumstances... is this why you don't like me asking what you want for dinner when you're on the toilet
0: yes (laughs) don't talk to people in the bathroom uh and they're talking and emilio estevez goes and you're hearing a lot of disgusting shit noises Uh because apparently that's funny and and he goes and looks over the top of the stall Uh uh-huh what do you expect to see in there like these
1: are parolees is
0: is he like oh it is rude for me to be having this conversation without eye contact what the fuck are you doing don't look over the we, stall
1: he's gotta he's gotta parlay his his level of seriousness <laughs> over the wall <laughs> look me in the eyes boy <laughs> and then there's like just poo sounds and yeah, the guy so is disgusting. the guy is
0: very uncomfortable about so having disgusting. a conversation while he's dropping a deuce uh yeah. emilio and uh the girl go find the armory there's an armory this place has an
1: armory yeah magazine a whole thing
0: <laughs> but uh the boss isn't isn't real happy about that uh and uh then emilio and her fuck
1: yeah like down there on a. it just mattress. goes from
0: thing to thing to thing during this part they just go and they fuck and she goes you sure make love like a hero what does that mean what does that mean am i supposed I to be doing that i don't
1: oh, doing what <laughs> make, how
0: i don't know is well,
1: obviously but well, obviously <laughs> but what does that mean is it because they're like why I don't know. I don't don't know know how to do it.
0: I don't know what it means. Uh, Are we all supposed to be doing that? Is it like a hero is what you're aiming for when you make love? I don't know. I don't know what it means.
1: Well, yeah. Like, Who wants to make love like a a loser?
0: That's the only other option?
1: Loser love? (laughs)
0: That's the only other
1: option? Well, you're either saving or you're getting saved.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're either fucking or you're getting fucked
1: yeah (laughs) i
0: mean uh and then uh and then they they after they've made tender tender love they Mm. turn and look out the basement window (laughs) yep at at the like aurora borealis that's happening Mm -hmm. and she goes we just gotta stay alive for the next seven days because apparently she read that thing at the beginning too right (laughs) and i'm like yeah
1: that's a long time
0: you're in a place that is fully fully stocked with food Mm -hmm. actually they make a point of showing that these gluttonous fucks are not rationing in the slightest oh not at all they're falling asleep
1: in the food they're
0: falling asleep with food in their hands yeah they they're not they're not rationing in any way shape or form they are so overstocked with food and uh water and anything that they could need that they don't have to ration at all oh they're fine basically implying. There is no peril. <laughs> there's no peril.
1: Y'all got eight days to fuck in the bottom of this military yeah. thing. You've got Dixie Boy around. <laughs> well
0: but at the same time, on the flip side of the coin, I'm thinking why don't the trucks just drive straight into the building? They would explain maybe an hour later that there's a basement and they would fall through. Evidently trucks the, know. The trucks know the that. The trucks know. We didn't know that.
1: <laughs> but,
0: nope. but the trucks do. Um and Emilio is like, Yeah, there's an island somewhere. We could just sail to this island. And I'm like, yeah, you could also just stay there for the next 7 days.
1: You could blow up the trucks cuz yeah. all for all they know there are 7 trucks that are causing the problem and that's you it.
0: You have a lot of options.
1: You have an entire room full of explosives and 7 trucks. Yeah. Go take care of the trucks <laughs> yeah. and live your life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just go go about your day.
1: They don't like cuz they don't have the radio, right? They don't know what's going on. All for all they know, this is an isolated incident.
0: Yeah. Um while that's going on the waitress is drinking a 40 yeah
1: she was so funny
0: i don't know if she's drinking a 40 or a 40
1: it's miller though
0: 40s have fewer calories than 40s anyways she she,
1: she's saying that with your finger up like you do man you are such a nerd
0: and she gets drunk and writes an acdc song yeah and she runs outside
1: and starts screaming we made you This was so funny. It became so serious. She expects loyalty.
0: (laughs) She wants these goddamn trucks to understand who their makers are.
1: I loved this part. This was so fun. This was, this was like, This is an iconic movie scene, especially knowing that there's a song that came out of it. She was under the
0: impression that she's in, like, Gone with the Wind or something. Yeah. That she's having this huge acting scene. Yes. It's so funny. It was great. While she's out there screaming at the trucks, the previously thought-to-be-dead salesman is heard from the ditch way off yonder because he was hit into the distance by a truck uh, screaming for help so now we have to put together a rescue mission yes to go save this guy that none of us like right <laughs> and then uh a bunch more trucks show up yeah like a million more trucks are are inbound <laughs> and the kid has found a drainage pipe that he, that he can't get into that goes to the uh dixie boy. to the dixie uh then emilio estevez and the newlywed boy put together a mission impossible plan and this is one of those instances where nothing is happening and the music is implying something fantastic is yes. happening because it's for those about to rock which has become an iconic song uh-huh. since and all they're doing is Scooby-Doo sneaking into a drainage pipe with a rope and the song ends long before the scene ends
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Terrible, no, no. terrible 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 f- filmmaking you know
1: what else really bothered me about this scene is that they're both relying only on flashlights which are machines <laughs> <laughs> yeah the flashlights cooperate
0: there's tons of cars that aren't alive yeah there's flashlights that cooperate yep. the the gun mounted on the little cart is sentient yeah their guns aren't <laughs> yeah. there's absolutely not one percent of consistency to this movie which is what makes it batshit
1: let me throw you a curveball let's have it so um spoiler alert near near the end of this movie when we see that gun on the little cart shooting sometimes it will zoom into the gun and you'll hear like a growl (laughs) we were like is that frank welker (laughs) yeah there's a theory that all of these things are actually being controlled by invisible aliens ah
0: who came Uh, up with this theory i
1: don't know someone on coke probably but there's a theory that the things are moving because they're actually being physically controlled by invisible aliens Hmm. which would explain some things working and some things not
0: okay okay I'm, i'm picturing a version of this movie where we have uh water balloons that have paint in them and uh we're throwing it to find out about these invisible monsters <laughs> and it's a way way better
1: movie <laughs> you'd see the faces in the smoke
0: yeah so so emilio and the other boy go through the sewers they come out the other side they find the kid who is being accosted by the dead salesman who a needs the kid's help because he can't move and b is threatening to kill him
1: yep yeah, this was I, I don't care for this salesman at all no
0: he's he's bad guy he's bad guy
1: this boy is a trooper though.
0: Yeah. Um, well, you see what happens here is that the altercation between the terrible salesman and the boy creates too much ruckus and the trucks hear them.
1: Yeah. The trucks hear them. (laughs)
0: The trucks heard them because they weren't being sneaky enough. And so one of the trucks breaks off from the circle to try and, and smash them. Yeah. And so that doesn't work because trucks are pretty easily avoided (laughs) because they're you can see them coming
1: this i mean the whole thing just falls apart
0: (laughs) but there's a there's a hilarious part here so the kid is like where's my dad and emilio estevez just straight up doesn't answer him they go through back through the tunnels and they get back to the to the gas station and uh (laughs) first of all there's a moment where some dude busts open two double doors smash and he goes
1: what the fuck's going on <laughs> like he just woke up after two days of being out and both of us are like who is that <laughs> this is the first time we've seen this guy in the whole movie but i love the idea okay so like it broke the fourth wall for me because i love the idea of somebody being so hungover or coked out or whatever during all of the goings-on of this alien invasion yeah and waking up and not having any goddamned idea of what is going on. Yeah. And then knowing, like, hearing voices of his friends on the other side of the wall and yeah. busting into the room and being like, what the fuck is happening around here? <laughs> <laughs> and
0: then they're all asleep anyway. <laughs> so so when when they get back to the to the gas station, the kid still obviously wants to know where his dad is. Yes. And the boss answers him and goes, Dunn got scrubbed by one of the big boys out there. <laughs> yeah. no bedside manner (laughs) horrible bedside manner hilarious southern nonsense talk (laughs) oh man so fucking funny character uh so so the now now the caterpillar the like uh the bulldozer scooper guy shows up with the army golf cart with a machine gun mounted on it
1: (laughs) This funny. army cart
0: machine gun is every bit as iconic as the green goblin truck because it is complete and utter nonsense. Uh-huh. It is nonsense on 30 levels. Yeah. It's nonsense on the fact that a it's it's a machine gun it needs a person to pull the trigger for it to operate. It's nonsense on the fact that it growls and makes noises. It's also nonsense on the fact that it is mounted. Mounted meaning stationary at one height. Somebody built it. <laughs> you, this means you simply have to be beneath it. Uh-huh. To avoid it. Uh-huh. And also I can't even believe that this movie is making me say this sentence out loud. Let's hear it. Emilio Estevez has several conversations with it. <laughs> <laughs> he has several conversations with this and the trucks. Uh-huh. Oh man, this movie gets more crazy from this point forward.
1: This movie gets you.
0: It get, From this point forward, it becomes even more crazy. This so, movie
1: was made for you.
0: The Caterpillar and the Machine Gun show up and... uh the the uh the machine gun kills a bunch of people it kills the rando guy that we just now met yeah and and a couple of other people i thought it killed more people but they they came back later on in the movie and the waitress the drunk ass waitress cannot handle this shit and so she runs outside to scream we made you some yeah. more she gets fucking killed yep
1: wanda down
0: <laughs> so they go inside and then the kid happens to have a merit badge in Morse code which comes in real handy here
1: yeah because Be- now we get morse horn
0: because the army gun is is doing Morse code telling them morse mor morse morse morris morse. G- give us fuel <laughs> feed us
1: yes. feed us feed me
0: <laughs> and so they do
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> their, their one and only task is wait for them to run out of right. fuel. That's all you have to do. yeah, that's all you have to do. Yep. But the second that the machine gun, which is taller than you uh-huh and has a finite amount of ammunition correct asks for fuel mm-hmm. they do it
1: <laughs> right and it's really funny because now there's this Mac truck that's a fuel that's a fueler. That bullies Emilio Estevez to go refuel the gas station. And it's so funny how this huge truck is just like, sup, sup,
0: he, sup. He, Emilio Estevez puffs his chest out <laughs> yeah. at the truck and he keeps yelling, what? Like he, like he's going to receive an answer. And he gets into like a tough guy chest to chest showdown with a fucking Mack truck. Well, because
1: he's been in prison, you see.
0: Right, yes. <laughs> so you got to find the toughest tough. guy in the yard and you got to <laughs> yeah. punk him out. But... This is a part in the movie where there is a refueling montage. A five minute long montage of pumping gas. Yeah. Now imagine that exact same montage if it didn't have an ACDC song over it. Oh,
1: I really like it. The
0: most boring thing imaginable, except for that it does have an ACDC song, so it's funny as shit. And the people who are pumping the gas are acting completely and utterly exhausted yeah it's weird. from the act of pumping gas their hands have blisters they're pumping so much well, It's like gas.
1: 105 degrees or something
0: does it show a temperature
1: yeah there's, oh, a, okay. there's a part I where i think you were writing we, we, we mentioned this early in the film there's so much happening that you miss when you're taking notes yeah, yeah. it's amazing
0: rocky isn't this tired at the end of rocky 4 (laughs) they are fucking like emilio estevez is like is like hallucinating and speaking in tongues because he's so delirious from pumping gas yep
1: (laughs) what the fuck yeah
0: what in the actual fuck yeah it's playing hell's
1: bells <laughs> like, man i really like that song too that that song fit for this scene at the beginning yeah and then it just didn't make much sense yeah, so
0: so emilio uh, uh go they have to like lay him down and like dab him with a dry rag to to get him to come back to his senses and boy does he come back to his senses because he comes up with the scheme of all schemes so he goes out and he talks to the grid the machine gun and he's like easy easy I, and then the other guy comes over and he's like i've got a plan <laughs> and then he just drops a grenade on it and blows it up yeah <laughs>
1: so stupid yeah you could have done that an hour and a half ago with a launcher (laughs) you could have done it yesterday with your grenades and or missile launcher oh good god so
0: so the second half of this genius plan is get in the pipes and escape yes you also could have done an hour and a half ago Uh uh-huh and right Mm -hmm. when they escape then Mm -hmm. the trucks decide smash the whole goddamn thing
1: i just got this episode mixed up with the mandalorian which we watched last night where they strap all the explosives on the 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 bantha yeah and they put it in the hole (laughs) (laughs)
0: uh um also has gus in it Aw. uh so so this this bothered me because the trucks wait for them to leave before the trucks decide to smash the the gas station the trucks could have decided to do that an hour and a half ago also just millions of explosions huge giant explosions smash 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 uh and then they they're like running away through the streets where you see carnage such as an airplane placed thusly on top of a bus straight down the bus is perfectly intact the Uh airplane is smashed yeah but why interesting uh the burger takeout order thing is snitching on them and it's yeah. yelling out humans here. Yeah. And so they got to they got to take that out. Yep. They blow up the ice cream truck, they blow up the uh the goblin truck.
1: <laughs> but when the when the young boy blows up like the young boy takes retribution for his father out on that burger uh drive-through speaker thing, he shoots it angrily and then he he hands the gun the way he says i don't want this anymore he
0: immediately becomes a pacifist (laughs) he's like
1: i can't take it any longer
0: yeah this this whole uh this whole thing has turned him into a pacifist he's gonna walk the peaceful life he's seen some
1: things this boy
0: and then they get on a sailboat and you're just to presume that they sailed away to safety this movie does not does not end it stops Yes. there's a difference it's
1: just it just they get on this sailboat which um for some reason doesn't turn on them
0: yeah if, if sprinklers can turn on you then a sailboat can turn on you
1: no it doesn't make any sense yeah this it, is a, tr- a truly a definition of du sec machina where there's no explanation for the ending a higher power just stops it
0: yeah it's um, not that's what my notes is it's not an end it's just stops it yeah. just they didn't want to make more movie anymore
1: <laughs> oh, we're done. but then uh, they give you another word problem to finish it yeah, off yeah did you happen
0: to take down that word problem that they finish it off with i just wrote down russian weather satellite yeah it gives you an explanation that a russian weather satellite equipped with laser cannons yeah. took down ufos uh, at no I, point in the movie were ufos or aliens mentioned in any way shape or form
1: russia saves the world
0: yeah and and russia in the 80s is the hero of this movie uh-huh okay i Thanks, need
1: steven <laughs>
0: I need to clear my head a little bit let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with uh our awards and maybe some more trivias
1: okay um i don't know if we grew back any of our brain cells to oh, recapture gone. some iq they <laughs> from that little break uh we did take some nice deep yogic breaths we really got the oxygen going through
0: <laughs> is yogic a word yes
1: okay <laughs> um so i think it's time that we get into our awards let's do it how do you feel about that let's do it all right uh for maximum overdrive 1986 directed by stephen king what is your bold statement
0: do you remember what my bold statement about plan nine from outer space was no so my my bold statement about that movie was that it was the way that it was because the drugs of the time were not hard enough my bold statement about this movie is that it is what it is because the drugs were hard enough Uh this is a perfect back-to-back because when you get the devil's dandruff when you get some white bitch then you get maximum overdrive This movie is the direct result of a fucking whack job to begin with being loaded on cocaine and coming up with this.
1: Yeah, no, you're totally right. And actually, my bold statement is really similar to yours, um, but better. Mine is just joking. Um, Mine is this movie is an allegory for the USA in this year. Everything about nineteen eighty six is distilled into this movie. It is batshit, it is bonkers, it is all over the place, it's trying to define itself. It's like in between two really distinct eras and they're just bridging the gap by self medicating with a bunch of coke.
0: And Russia wins.
1: <laughs> and Russia wins? Question mark? What yeah. what is happening? This yeah. this is such a goofy ass movie and it is perfect. For this film i mean for this podcast <laughs> but that being said what is your worst line
0: um the, like, the dialogue in this movie is kind of strange concerning our show mm-hmm. it's it kind of intentional right yep. like a lot of the dialogue isn't it isn't trying to be great dialogue right. so it's hard to it's hard to give it a bad mark for not being great dialogue so so the worst line was kind of tough for me but there was one part where i th- I, can't, I think it was bubba who said this everybody's Bubba so yeah we'll go with that Everybody. somebody ran outside and was yelling obscenities at the trucks and said you want to rock and roll with me puss bag
1: puss bag what the fuck I missed that.
0: <laughs> that's that's some real 80s ew, what? Uh, tough guy talk
1: oh man they had so many of those in the 80s you want to
0: rock and roll with me puss bag they had so
1: many of those in the 80s <laughs> that's really funny and gross ew and also wasn't it a sentient machine yeah there's no infections on it anywhere <laughs> uh my uh, so i felt the same way there wasn't really a bad line because this movie kind of knew what it was sort of a little bit like yeah. not quite but like i mean it did know that it was on coke <laughs> so there's that um my worst line, <laughs> my worst line was when the uh, little league won their game and the coach is like come on soda's on me i'm buying <laughs> Like, what get out your dimes it <laughs> was goofy uh what is your best line uh
0: when uh when the girl when we get introduced to the girl of the hitchhiker and uh the the uh the driver the salesman eddie from last dragon is is very nonchalantly making passes at her like He's not trying that hard, but he's definitely being a creep and he Mm -hmm. keeps putting his hand on her leg. And she says, Get your hand off my leg or you'll be wiping your ass with a hook the next time you take a dump. (laughs) I was like, That is proper 80s tough guy talk.
1: (laughs) 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 It's well thought out. Yeah. (laughs) It makes the end user, it makes the recipient have to visualize an alternate future of themselves and then make the decision on whether they want the risk of that alternate future in their life as a consequence of their next action i
0: say celebrity death match between nomi from showgirls and and her Ooh,
1: yeah if this girl was on coke (laughs) wow yeah that would be that would be brutal my (laughs) my best line (laughs) i didn't even wrote down who said it it's sometime in the cacophony of all of the shit happening at the Dixie Boy. There's bullets, there's blood, there's things that are alive. And somebody yells out, Can't you see we got a situation here? Oh no, this was the this was the bridge operator. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> That's yeah, why this yeah. is such a great line, because it applies to anywhere in the entire movie for being ridiculous. With the bridge operator, after the watermelons have exploded, after the cars have slid off, after people are flying through their windshields and trucks are dropping off of the bridge... and the older bridge operator turns to the younger bridge operator and just puts his hands up and says can't you see we got a situation here <laughs> it's so stupid. It's such a great, like catch-all line for this whole movie.
0: Oh, we forgot to mention during that part that one of the vehicles in question is just a black van with acdc's logo on it. Yeah, but I don't know like, if you small. noticed acdc was involved in
1: this movie. Yeah, just if, just if you didn't really notice.
0: That is subtle as a clown fart. <laughs> it's it, it. Yeah, acdc There you have it. Yep.
1: Uh, what is your worst performance?
0: Hey, who? doesn't get a worse performance
1: in this fucking only, movie well, only but, two people don't get a worse performance. but my
0: worst performance is for the the uh the logic the the trucks <laughs> the humans everybody like the thought process where it should be and shouldn't be the the logic it's hard to encompass it all into one linear thought but i think you get what i'm saying yep there was a million times they could have gotten themselves out of this situation and didn't. There was a million times where the the vehicles could have gotten their way and didn't. There was a million things where you're like, hey, that's not a machine and it shouldn't be operating. But if it does, therefore this other machine should and isn't. Uh-huh. There is not oh, one yeah. minute of this movie that makes any sense at all
1: what which did is you w- think you were getting into which is
0: what what is my worst performance <laughs> but it is also the reason i love this movie uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: my you're correct and my worst performance was just most of the background cast <laughs> which bleeds over into most of the cast like if you if you had less than three speaking lines in this film you were really bad
0: (laughs) they they, the cast of this movie is is i'm realizing right now is this is an episode of the simpsons (laughs) they just pop in and pop out they just show up say something comical and then they just go away that like the people inside of the dixie boy are like lenny and carl Mm -hmm. they just they just you know they're there but they're kind of inconsequential
1: oh and i asked you a uh, bathroom poop guy huge eyebrows fellow like that's basically barney Gumble. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically <laughs> uh well let's flip that who is your mvp
0: the boss bubba Bubba? i, I fucking love this guy so Bubba's much he's got
1: in for an oscar <laughs> he, he he got <laughs> <laughs>
0: so the 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 standard definition of our mvp is the person who doesn't know they're in a bad movie and is is swinging for the fences i wouldn't necessarily say that that's the case but this guy knows what what kind of a movie he's in and he is chewing scenery that's the word i was gonna use his (laughs) his accent is dialed up to 11 and he knows that he's supposed to be the fucking biggest scumbag in the movie his every but the part where um Uh, the kid the kid is coming back in and he goes that ain't no salesman that's duncan's kid and then the kid's like where's my dad he goes he done got scrubbed by one of them big boys out there (laughs) (laughs) he has a grenade launcher Uh, out of nowhere this uh, dude is my mvp and it's not even close
1: i have an uncle really similar to this guy who you met in central texas (laughs) and in real life it's not funny at all It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know who I'm talking about. Yes. You know it's true. Yes. I know. When you get told things like that as a real little kid, it's kind of damaging. The funniest thing you've said. So I know.
0: I know. Well. Okay. All right.
1: <laughs> well. My MVP, maybe it comes from a deep dark place. Then, is <laughs> the son, It's the boy. He says that too. <laughs> this what? kid was. This kid was serious the entire time. He had a stern face on. He was trying to save the day and rise above the entire time.
0: <laughs> he is the only one that doesn't know what a piece of shit movie is yes, in.
1: Exactly. Know any better? He had a man's face yeah he does boy. he's a like
0: grown person's like expressions yeah
1: he was a handsome boy which is weird yeah like he 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 was playing a serious role throughout this entire movie
0: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> he won his dad done got screwed by one of the big boys out there <laughs> <laughs> uh okay here's a tough one what's your a moment
0: Okay, unredeemable is something that we generally classify as the thing that makes the movie like unwatchable, but this movie is a one one note song, right? <laughs> there isn't one thing that you would tell somebody here's the reason why you wouldn't watch this movie. you're either gonna watch it or you're not so This is a thing that you would actually tell somebody because you want them to watch it. It's not my favorite part, but this is the part where you would sell this as a good-bad movie. There has been a refueling montage complete with exhaustion, and Emilio Estevez is taken and and revived. And when he comes out of his... gas pumping coma he has a (laughs) new resolve and he gets up and he walks outside no no no. actually i've got this wrong this is before the fueling he walks outside like he's john wayne in a fucking western (laughs) he puts his hands up and he goes right past the machine gun because he has his hands up so it doesn't kill him yeah
1: mm -hmm. he
0: walks right over to the green goblin leans on its fender like a fucking (laughs) cool guy looks it right in the eyes and he's like all right you son of a bitch this is how he has a full conversation with an ip that doesn't belong to stephen (laughs) king which is a face on a truck which isn't a real thing Uh and then goes back inside with acdc playing because he's fucking cool this is Beyond nonsense, yeah. Beyond nonsense, and it is hilarious and cringeworthy simultaneously.
1: Do you think though that this movie helped Emilio cement his '80s tough guy like typecast? What
0: is it about him that makes him that character? Why is he Billy the Kid and this character? And he's kind of a tough guy in the Breakfast Club. He is five foot two. And he he can grow like a little bit of a like a scruffy beard. There's nothing about him that would make me as a casting director go, oh, we need a tough guy. Get me Emilio Estevez. (laughs) I think he's
1: more of like a young punk, right? Like he's the guy that guys his age and younger aspire to be before they know what a real badass is i guess like he's a stepping stone (laughs) like he's
0: he's a sheen he's an estevez so he has Mm -hmm. the acting credentials Mm -hmm. i guess to just be in the movie period and he is a good looking guy or he Mm -hmm. was at the time i don't know what he looks like now but but so like i like a lot of his stuff but this he is not this character also like i said his southern accent is so bad in this movie so inconsistent and so bad
1: oh yeah that's it yeah my underdeable moment, you're gonna love it uh, <laughs> It's when the female drifter is breaking down to Emilio in that little room when they're they're like finally at their wits end, right. And she's talking about the, you know, dreams and goals she had in life and where she was going down to Florida or some shit, probably to get some more coke. <laughs> she was like, that's what I was doing before every machine went in to maximum overdrive. <laughs> and then Hugh <he> cry. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad,
0: I, cringingly
1: bad. I had
0: that written down as one of my options. <laughs> and you know how much I love when they sneak the title into the movie yep that is maybe the g- most glorious shoehorn that we've oh, ever yeah. seen <laughs> we i need
1: to go on a movie com or something and see what what film and see what that's called when they when yeah. they put the movie title in the script
0: that that is level 10 shoehorn getting the title into the movie yeah. and then her attempting to cry the only reason i didn't <laughs> make that my unredeemable is because it made me laugh so hard <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> it's so bad.
1: Uh what was your favorite part?
0: Okay, so my favorite part <laughs> is everything that takes place on the little league field.
1: Yeah. (laughs) From
0: the from the (laughs) coach being like, sodas on me to the sodas hitting him in the ball bag and then and then killing him to the kids having not the appropriate reaction to a soda machine killing their coach and running away and getting hit in the back with sodas. To the steamroller flattening a nine year old in a major motion picture. (laughs) So funny so so bad absolutely my favorite part of this movie uh hands down
1: this movie's rewatch value is 10 yes 10 out of 10 yeah. i don't really like to watch movies again i don't like to read books a second time i get tired of music pretty quickly this movie i wouldn't sit and watch it a lot more times but it's definitely like throw if it you, on yeah, yeah if background. you want to have background stuff on yeah, for sure this is a thing you have on the yeah. background um my favorite parts uh first i wrote down soda attack because it's so ridiculous, and it's so reminiscent of The Simpsons, which it, it, had not been existed. It works
0: existed. on so many levels.
1: Yeah, it wasn't created yet, and I wouldn't be surprised if somebody on The Simpsons was like, remember that part in Maximum Overdrive? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a football to the groin. <laughs> um, but my favorite part was when Wanda the waitress comes out completely <laughs> schnackered and wants to give these trucks a piece of her mind. <laughs> She's totally karen out on them. Like, we expect loyalty. We made you.
0: Is she the OG Karen?
1: She is. No, she's definitely not. But she is karen out on these. There's no manager to talk to. But she's going to tell you a piece of her mind. And she's just screaming and like chastising these trucks and shaming them. She's like, they don't have ingrained shame. And she is not handling that (laughs) at all.
0: (laughs) And it costs her everything.
1: Yeah, it does. I really (laughs) love that part. I was laughing. This is one of the few movies where I am genuinely bursting out laughing at so many parts. And this was, there's something just like Freud, like Freudian gluttonous about how, how raucous and Gritty, this movie is in just a ridiculous, ridiculous way that you have to love.
0: And you watched it without the knowledge of Stephen King being coked out beyond the point of even knowing he was making a movie so the next time you see this hopefully it'll be a couple of years (laughs) and you watch it through that lens yeah it's even better because you're you're comparing everything you're seeing to a decision making process (laughs) and it and it makes it a million times better yeah
1: for sure uh what's your better title
0: my better title is marvel's highway to hell (laughs)
1: my better title is ai we made you <laughs> <laughs> we expect loyalty
0: <laughs> i am mac truck <laughs>
1: Uh, um i don't think this needs to be said good bad so
0: fucking good good bad bad. this is everything we are looking for in a good this movie actually the last time i watched it a few years ago was when i thought i should maybe think about doing a podcast talking about these fucking (laughs) bullshit movies because this is precisely what we are looking for
1: we're on a roll of good bad, so lately.
0: fucking bad that it makes you die laughing yeah. is what we are on the hunt for in this show that's what yes. we're after completely
1: <laughs> this is what we're here for yeah, yeah. do you want to hear some more trivias yeah
0: let's finish off the trivia
1: uh so Yardley was in an interview six days ago with yahoo's i guess it's a series mvps of horror which is oh, interesting. Cool. Yeah, so there was a video interview of her and she's going through her experience in this film and she's talking about <laughs> the the all-Italian crew and the translation problems that they had and the, the language barriers. She's like, it probably added a week and a half of filming on to just going back and forth translating. Um, she said that when the car smashed through the building, Bubba's car, like his Cadillac or Buick or whatever, smashed through the building... Um, she said her scream was real because they were telling her, Italian, I guess, that it was going to come and that she shouldn't move until she's told to move. So don't jump out of the way, but keep screaming. Don't move until we tell you to move. We're going to drive the car straight at you. She, they were like, we're just, you know, we're gonna speed it up in post to make it look like it's going faster than it is. Bullshit, didn't happen. Car actually crashed through fast. Her scream is real. <laughs> She's like, my scream was real. That was not me acting.
0: <laughs> we nearly didn't have Elisa Simpson. Yeah, we
1: nearly did it. Um, she was saying that uh, this was at the height of. She said it with with some empathy. This was at the height of Stephen King's uh, alcoholism which she didn't mention coke but she said the beers came out on set every day at five even if they were doing a night shoot (laughs) he would just shoot the whole thing like drunk and coked up which we you know we kind of figured um and
0: do you want to discuss the discuss the, the financials
1: yes that's where i'm getting right now and that ended up costing them greatly so this movie's budget was about $9 million. It made about $7 million in theaters and untold numbers of VHS rentals afterwards, right? But uh, the cinematographer was, uh, well, he had made like 100 films to this point or something. He had done quite well for himself. He was filming the scene where the lawnmower, if you remember, it's at ground level when you see the the, the Little League player coming through the neighborhood the lawnmower needed to come towards the camera well what happened was the camera was up on some like wooden blocks or something and when the lawnmower came so close to the camera it actually caught one of the wooden blocks and threw wood splinters into the cinematographer's primary eye like his shooting eye (laughs) and it blinded him and so the cinematographer sued all of them for 18 million dollars and he got it he sued them for wanton and reckless behavior so this movie actually uh lost mm, 23 million (laughs) (laughs) dollars because of this because this poor guy the cinematographer who relies on seeing things for a living lost an eye because of maximum overdrive and he's still best known for maximum overdrive he did like 99 italian movies and maximum overdrive
0: this poor one-eyed bastard
1: (laughs) i know i know it's really sad 23
0: million dollars in the hole for this movie yeah. and that's be and that's without ever having to pay marvel what they deserve
1: <laughs> oh my god and my last trivia is that dixie boy looked so real that while they were trying to film this movie so many real truckers were attempting to go visit it to fuel up that they had to put ads in the newspapers to say don't come over we're trying to film a goddamn movie
0: (laughs) we're trying to make a masterpiece here okay do you have anything else about maximum overdrive that you need to get off your chest before we talk about what's up next week
1: no i don't
0: okay definitely get at us At the Good Bad Show, let's keep the conversation about Maximum Overdrive rolling because (laughs) this shit is a good time. But we've got next week's business to take care of. So the vote for this was Sleepwalkers versus Maximum Overdrive. Now we're through the fire season, we're through the horror season, we're through all the stuff that has been intervening with the process lately. So we're getting back to voting. Your vote matters. Uh, Rock the vote. Uh, and other cliches of this nature
1: no but seriously you're listening to this on a monday fucking vote (laughs) yeah in real life
0: yeah in real life vote but i don't want to talk about real life so (laughs) on this show at good bad uh at the good bad show we are gonna do sleepwalkers who gets its second chance against time cop Cause it's time to get back to some goddamn Jean-Claude Van Damme. Cause we haven't <laughs> seen his, uh, his amazing butt cheeks in so long.
1: Oh, we get to talk about all of his drama with, um, uh, Bulgaria and the Chihuahua. Anyway. What? <laughs> oh.
0: It's... So the, the vote for the next episode is sleepwalkers versus time cop. Go follow us at the good, bad show so that you can vote on that. And we will catch you guys next time. Peace.